This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Kenzie. And I'm Jamie. And this is the Codependent Podcast. Welcome back. Thanks for listening. Um, last week was so great. We had two episodes come out, which was so fun. Um, it was a lot of work yes. to have two episodes in one week, but it was really fun to be able to create a little bit more for you guys. It was such a powerful week. I got so many DMs. It was awesome. Yeah, it was great. And this week, we are talking about social media, which we're both super excited about. We're going to just dive into our stories and how we both um, got to where we're at in social media and like what we do with it, the ins and outs of being an influencer, brand deals, content creation, just everything. You guys like gave us some great questions that we really are excited to answer. I feel like being in this um, industry, there's a lot to learn and I feel like there's not somewhere to go that you're like okay, Google, how to be an influencer or the, all of these different things you just kind of learn as you go, which is kind of frustrating. Yeah, there's really not anywhere you can like go to find all the answers, but it does also make it, I don't know, it makes it kind of cool to have a job that not everybody could do because you can't find all the answers. You do have to work really, really hard and you have to learn as you go. Yeah, no, I totally agree with that. There is very little advice you can get almost because I feel like it's a lot of like sitting and researching and kind of figuring out what works for like you in particular. I remember when I was working, um, I was, when I very, very first started on Instagram, I was working for my dad at his physical therapy clinic and I would sit at the front desk and I would just like Google blog posts. I would YouTube. I would look up all these different things to teach me how to do things because like to know it was really big. I mean, like to know it's still obviously huge, but there's like, no, nobody says. This There's is no you, guide. Yeah, this yeah. isn't how you use it, whatever. And like, so, you don't go to med school and then, no. like, you're a doctor. It's like, there's no influencer school and then you're an influencer. Like, you just really do have to learn it as you go. Exactly. And so, like, blog posts, YouTubes, Pinterest, like, there are so many resources out there that I feel like I just spent so much time researching, like, what on earth am I doing? And it helped you, but it didn't like give you the straight answers no. like it wasn't like step one like no. do this step two because you can do all of that and if you're not creating content that people like then it doesn't really kind of matter almost. no it's so true so you really have to do that which the content creation part of it is just like it takes so much time and so much energy and you have to follow all the trends and keep up with it what instagram is doing which is kind of a tricky thing to do yeah and we'll get into like all of that yes. But we both just wanted to start out and tell kind of our stories of how it started. So why don't you start, Kens? So I had Payson, um, and I love taking pictures of her. It was like 
just so much fun and easy. Um, she was just so dang cute. And it was just, I, mean, I think it's just like a mom thing. You take a million pictures of your kids. And from there, I just like started taking cute pictures of her and some like random small little like kids clothing boutiques would reach out and be like, can I send her an outfit? Can you post like three posts and like 12 stories about it? And I'd be like, oh my gosh, yes. So worth it to me to get one Amazon outfit that probably cost $10. And I was like so excited about it. And so just started from there and I would just work with all these different shops and um, just post pictures of Payson or me and Payson or whatever. And they would start reposting them. And from there, I just started kind of to grow my following a little bit. And it definitely wasn't something that I was like, I want to be an influencer. Like it, it was never like, I just graduated college. I was excited about having my degree. Um, so it's just something that I really enjoyed doing. I just loved taking photos of Payson. I loved all of those things that came along with it. And it just started to grow a little bit faster than I thought it would grow, which was in the time of photos, which was awesome. And just throughout that, I think I ended up around 10,000 followers um, around a year. She was, she was on her first birthday. It was the same week as her first birthday. And from there, I just started to get like small brand deals. Brands would pay me like $100 to do a post for them. And as time went on, my content just kind of shifted a little bit further away from just pace into more of a lifestyle family, um, which has been so much more fun for me to be more involved and get on my stories. And now reels are becoming a huge thing, which has been really important. I joined TikTok. TikTok kind of blew up for me, which was really fun. I still don't like love TikTok, but it is a great place to start if you're looking to start as an influencer. Um, yeah, reels are really important right now. So I just, for me, it was through small shops and just growing back in the old, good old photo days for me. And then now I've just transitioned to posting reels because that is what Instagram wants you to do. So, and I also have made really awesome relationships from like really influential people, I would say. And like they would just like shout me out or I'd give them a shout out and, or just done have like some fun giveaways with them. Those have all been awesome as well. Um, but I would just say like, most importantly, it was just like posting consistently, posting every single day, getting on my stories, just showing up and working hard to get me where I was, to get me where I am now. Yeah. So fun. Um, I feel like my like journey or, or like growing following on Instagram has been obviously different than yours. Oh, completely different. Cause I remember like I would like have one foot in one foot out for a long time. I was like, okay, this looks like a lot of fun. And so I do it. And then it is like so much work. And when you commit to do it, you have to put a hundred percent of all the like time and energy and effort you have to do it. You, I can like pinpoint when you decided that for yourself. Yeah. Cause I would be like, okay, I'm going to do it. And then I'd like do it for a couple weeks. And then I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm like super burnt out. I just don't have the energy or whatever it was. And I finally like made the decision like, you know what, I'm actually going to like put forth effort and I'm going to try. And like when I really started, it was like right in between pictures and reels. Yeah, it was like for sure there wasn't that many reels out and like people were kind of getting into reels, but really like not that many. No. And I remember the day I hit 10K because it was also the day that Rossi was born. And so that was like a fun day when you said that you hit 10K on Payson's birthday. I was like, oh my gosh, I hit it on Rossi's Rossi's birthday. (laughs) (laughs) And so I like will always remember that day and I screenshot of it. And it was just so cool because I could finally get the link sticker, which 
Now they're releasing it to people that don't have 10K, and I have very harsh feelings about that because... She's not happy. I worked so stinking hard to get to 10K just so I could start linking, and it was just, like, a really fun, monumental part of, like, I don't know, an influencer journey. Oh, I remember it. Like, it was yesterday. It was, like, I remember, too, we were in Walmart getting stuff for Payson's birthday, and you're, like, I hit 10K. I'm, like, no way. Like, it was huge. It just... Back in the day, and back in the day, like, in 50, (laughs) back in the day, um, it was so hard to get to 10K. It took a lot more than one viral video. Oh, yeah. Even for me, too. Absolutely. But, like, now with focus more on reels, I mean, that's how I feel about TikTok for me. I had, like... Four TikToks completely blow up and I'm almost at a million followers. Like, but I haven't put that much time and energy into TikTok. And that's a little bit how I feel with Instagram these days. Like, people blow up really fast. Really fast. So 10,000 is like not even as big of an accomplishment as it used to be. Yeah, completely. Even though it was like, I don't know, that was a year ago. Rossi's not even a year old. No. And it was like the coolest day. I just remember like, this is so awesome. Like, so many good things. Mom, I made it. (laughs) (laughs) And so anyway, I hit 10K and like, Kenzie, when she hit 10K, like, after that, I just, like, I feel like you blew up quick, like, really, really quick, and that was, like, right when Instagram changed, and I had the hardest time getting over, like, 11K. I was, like, why am I not growing? Like, I'm doing all the same things. Like, I'm, I, like, have found my, like, niche. I found, like, what I love to post. Like, I just had a baby. I just, like, felt so good with where I was at, but I wasn't growing very fast, and I was, like, posting stories consistently. I was linking, like, everything that I was supposed to be doing. And that's when Instagram like really changed and started to do reels. I feel like for sure, like a few months after it was when Instagram just like they, well, they announced a little bit later on, like we are a video sharing app. We're not a photo sharing app. Like they have to compete with TikTok, And so they had to do it. And once I like got into reels and learned how to video, like it was definitely a learning curve. When I go look at my reels I first made, I'm like, Oh, that it's was like genuinely embarrassing. It's cringy. I'm to like, look at mine. Like, it, what was I doing? First of all, it was dark. Like, yeah, all my videos were dark. Like, yeah, did I not know what a ring light was? No, did I not know what a window was? I could have filmed my window. No, I know. Like, honestly, they're so cringy and so bad. But once I like started to feel confident in them, is when I really started to grow, and yes. I felt like, wow. And now I love doing videos. I literally would rather do videos than photos. Me too. I. Yeah. Part of me misses Part it. Part of me because, misses it. Yeah. I go on my phone and I'm like, oh my gosh, like I have 400 million videos of me and my kids, but I like, because I'm so focused on that, I don't take as many pictures and I miss the memories of pictures because they're different. Sometimes I do miss the look of an aesthetically pleasing feed. I agree with that. Like for I sure. miss looking and being like, oh, you can totally tell my vibe from my feed. I was yep. never like a plan out my post type of person. Like, no. oh, that color does not match that color. But I liked... You could get on my feed and you'd know, like, oh, her aesthetic. Yes. Like, she has a good aesthetic. Exactly. And and it, it also is hard for me because you can take a good photo. You know what a good photo is. You know that you're going to get a good engagement on it. Like, you just, you know what a photo. Yeah. I could post the stupidest video that I didn't even plan and it blow up. Like, yeah. there were videos on TikTok that got, like, 20 to 30 mil that I, like, took in my pajamas that like I wasn't expecting that to happen and it just did it did and a little bit for people like me that started with a photo sharing app I'm like almost bugged because I worked so hard on photos for so long yeah and then they switched it to reels and I'm like that is not fair that somebody can post a reel and get 10,000 followers just like that like so easy but then it's also like 
you have to adapt with the changes. Well, and I think too, like we say so easy with like air quotes, because I feel like you still have to have like, I mean, like I said, when we first started reels, like our reels were cringy. They were not very good Yeah, because we didn't know lighting. We didn't know all of that. We didn't know how to keep up with trends. Like trends weren't really a thing, a thing yet. Or they were and we didn't get it. Exactly. So I feel like, yeah, so easy, but I mean, there's still people that post reels every day that aren't blowing up from it. No, because absolutely. you still do have to like put in the work. You have to know how to follow trends, like all of that. But I do think it is easier than what it was. Like it's just it's easier to just like go viral randomly. Yes, and then like that's that's it. Yep. But you do have to keep up. And, like, if yeah. you do have a video go viral, like you do have to continue to keep posting good content or like because if you have yeah. one viral video and none of yours after that, like there's probably an issue with the content. And you're not going to sign brand deals. No, exactly. Because that's also important. Consistency and like for brand deals just in and of themselves, like brands will ask like what your reach is. It doesn't matter if you had one viral video months ago, like you have to keep your reach and your engagement higher on your other videos as well. But it is, it is, it's just so weird to see like the change in Instagram in like literally a year. Yeah. From, from you to me. It's insane. Like it changed so much, but I mean, yeah, I genuinely love doing reels and I'm going to keep doing them because I do see growth every single day mm-hmm. from reels and I enjoy doing them. So I do too. And it took, it, it took me longer than it took you to get there. Yeah. I, because I think I just like, that was really my only way to grow. And so to keep up with trends and do it, like I just jumped in head first because I, I had was, to. I, it took me a minute. I was, a, I was a little bit of a pushback on it because I, I remember thinking like, okay, well I'll do reels, but I'm going to do like pretty reels. Like I want like. I want them to still look pretty, and I just didn't understand the trends, and I didn't understand that that was, like, a thing. I don't, I just, it was really hard for me to transition over, and I wasn't growing. I literally was just at a halt. Every single day, I felt like I was losing followers, I was losing engagement, and it was just so frustrating to, like, continue working really hard and, like, not see any sort of outcome. As soon as I started doing the funny, trendy audio really focusing on what the trends were and posting a reel every day and not just when I like felt like it, I started seeing like actual consistency and I saw growth, like immense growth after doing it for a consistent amount of time, like 30 to 60 days it took me to like see a a literal one follower. Yep. And now they even say 60 to 90 90. days. And I definitely see that. Every single day posting a reel, following the trends, like all of that. I mean, it's so important to grow. And so I think let's get into the questions we got because that was kind of a little bit just about like how we both got into it, which was similar, but different because reels versus photos, like whatever, but where we're at now. And we got some really good questions. We answered a couple of them like through this, but I know you guys maybe not like don't know what reach is and you don't know like who pays us brand deals, like all of that. So why don't you start picking a question? How do you handle being an influencer and mom of two all at the same time? It is hard. <laughs> I will say, I mean, it was a big adjustment for just going from Payson to two kids. Like I can like tell that that was like an actual thing for me that it was, it was hard, but I think involving the family and like, especially Payson, like now that she's older, like I'm like, we're going to take a funny video, like come help mommy. Like we'll do it together. And it's, it's really fun, but I also will say, like, my husband helps me so much. Justin helps you so much. Like, I couldn't do it without him. There's no way I could do it without my husband. So I think I have that support system that definitely helps me to get through it. Um, but, I mean, it's just like any other job. If you, were, if you were a working mom, I mean, you find time for your kids. You find time for 
work and you just have to consider what you're doing is actually work not just getting on your phone and like playing games or dinking around it's like okay like I actually have to like sit down and work right now and I think changing from the mindset to like a hobby versus work especially your husband or your partner's mindset because it was a very different mindset for DJ once like it went from like I'm spending all this time taking photos of my kid to I'm making money and I'm getting paid like this is a job you need to like treat like a job and give me a break from the kids so I can like work. Yep, exactly. Or help me. Or help this. me. Exactly. Yeah. So that was definitely, I mean, husbands and yeah. you, I mean, you helped me on like so many things that I needed help with. I mean, yeah. And you, I mean, we both still help each other a Tonight, lot. We literally went and shot photos and we did it together. Yeah. So I feel like you have to have that support or like find the energy within yourself to be able to do it alone. Um, but yeah, I love that question. Okay. Your turn. All right. Um, one of the questions I really liked was, how many hours a week do you spend doing your social media job? I feel like that question is so loaded and so hard to answer because, like, I don't know, I feel like we get it a lot. Like, I could never do it because I can't be on my phone that much. Like, I can't be looking away from my kids that much. Like, and like Kenzie was saying, like, this is actually a job. And so you're spending, say, 40 hours a week at your job, at a desk, whatever. I mean, you're spending probably double that. <laughs> Like, wouldn't you say? I oh, mean, I, I feel like I never am not on my phone. I'm not on my phone from 10 or 11 when I go to sleep to 8 in the morning. Yeah, and it's not like sitting on the couch ignoring your kids scrolling Instagram. No. It's, it's like, okay, I spend a couple hours at night when the kids are asleep and I find TikTok trends that I want to do. I make lists of reels that I'm going to do for the next day. I, like... In the morning, you start on your stories. You show the day. You show your family. Throughout the day, you're still on your story showing your family. You're posting the content that you've created the day before. You're creating content. I'm I mean, on the phone with my manager. I'm checking po- emails. I'm replying to emails. I'm There's so many things. Plus, you're engaging doing. with your following. You, yeah. You're like just huge. replying to messages that you're getting. You're like all of that. You're replying to comments that you're getting on your pictures. You're getting links for people. I mean, there's so many things behind the scenes that people don't realize that influencers do. And so I feel like that's a really hard question to put one number to, but I feel like it's definitely at least 40 hours a week. Uh, That's definitely That's on the low end. Yeah. I mean, the podcast isn't like social media. It's not Instagram per se, but... I mean, even this. Yeah, even this. I mean, it's 8.30 at night right now, and we'll probably be here till like 11. Yep. And then I'll probably spend a good like three hours editing tomorrow. Yep. So, I mean, even just that alone... I feel like the podcast I could probably spend 40 hours a week on. Exactly. And then we wanted to. And then there's linking and there's reward style and there's TikTok and there's reels and then there's emails. There's just, it is nonstop, but it's also, you get to pick your own hours. You're not sitting behind a desk for 40 hours a week. You get to choose when you want to spend those 40 hours. It can be when your kids are sleeping. Yeah, absolutely. I will say one thing I have come to learn is that vacations kind of aren't vacations. No. Because you're just going to take content the whole time. And I mean, obviously, if you wanted to pause and not get on social media those couple days you're on vacation, like that's totally fine and totally up to you. I just feel like I would feel a big hit from it. Yeah, I wouldn't like. And I think there's a difference, too, because I mean, I think you feel this way, too. But like, I genuinely love and enjoy it. One hundred percent. If you don't love and enjoy it, then do not do it. No, you have you have to. You have to. Or else it's not fun. Like your audience is going to see that you don't love it. Yeah. You're not going to be creative enough to find things because you don't like put the time and the passion into it because you don't have it. It should not be about the money. No. If it was about the money, I would not be where I am. 
Yeah. Because so completely. you worked so hard for so long without making a single dime. Yeah. Like, honestly. And so... Getting to 10K was, like, the hardest thing ever. Yeah. It's a ton of commitment. Yeah. And then even then, it's like... Okay, you don't... You can't just stop there. Exactly. You're making $100 on a post when yeah. you have 10,000 followers. Like, you can't live off of $100 a post. Like, no. It's... It's just nonstop, so you need to be able to love, and your followers need to be able to see that you love what you're doing. If you don't love what you're doing, stop it now because it's not going to work. No. So, yeah, that was kind of to answer that. Why don't you go to your next question? This kind of follows along with that, but I thought I would ask it because it does. Have you ever felt like it was hard to put on a happy face, almost like you had to be fake? Good question. You want to answer that? You want me to answer that? You answer it. I don't feel like there was ever a time that I, like, got on my stories and I was like, I am really happy right now, but, like... I shouldn't be like I'm like just faking it I don't feel like there was ever a time I'm a pretty happy positive person as is so I never feel like I get on and I'm fake per se I can think of like when I was pregnant with Pierce and we had just gotten back from Turkey and I was literally exhausted and I have gone back and watched those videos of myself because (laughs) I've had like I had like some brand deals um right at that time and I went back and watched them and I just look like a wreck like I literally look like a bus ran over me because I was so (laughs) exhausted and I was so tired and I didn't feel good but I was also hiding that I was pregnant and so I was trying to make it like a happy thing like I'm totally fine I was just throwing up everywhere but that would be like the only time I can think of in my life as an influencer that I faked it but I was also pregnant and I didn't want to tell people I was pregnant. So I think that's so a little you different. You weren't faking it, yeah, to to fake like what you were doing. You were just you were being I didn't want more... people to know I was pregnant. Exactly. And people not to be like, Are you sick? Like what's going on? I would say that yeah. was the only point of social media that I felt like I had to fake my happiness. Yeah. What about you? I've yeah, I genuinely feel like I never have. Like like you said, I'm a pretty positive person and like if I'm in a bad mood, I'm not gonna just get on my stories and like start I don't know like and not because I'm fake or hiding it it's just because I genuinely like if I'm just like not having a good day and I've said that on there like today's been a rough day like the kids have been hard or like whatever and I feel like I've been like transparent or real with that before for sure but I do feel like I'm a pretty positive person and there's been so many times people have asked me to show pace and throwing a tantrum on social media which like yeah I've got that too like that someone said the real moments in your life I'm like this is the real moments in my life like but also I'm not gonna put a video of my kid crying and having a tantrum first of all that's disrespectful to them for sure like that's their feelings that doesn't need to be portrayed on the internet like on social media at all also if you think that my two-year-old doesn't have tantrums everybody does (laughs) you might not have kids because everybody's does it doesn't matter how great your kid is they they do throw tantrums but, and and I'm there talking to them and trying to help them through it, not pulling them. out my phone filming them. Absolutely. And that's like, I'll never put a video of that. Just not because I'm trying to hide anything or be like fake, but because I just, that's not something I would do. That's nothing I would do to her. And that's not something I want to put out there because that just everyone's kids has tantrums. So I don't know. Yeah. I don't feel like I've ever tried to be faker. And I also don't know of any of my friends that are influencers that have like, I've met my friends that I've met through Instagram, and they are who they are. It is crazy. You're like, I know so much about you, and when you meet them, you're like, you're exactly what I thought you were. Like, identically. Yep. We went to an influencer dinner the other day with just like a couple of Arizona influencers, and our friend Kendall walked in, and we had met her before, obviously. But like, Shout out, girl. We love you. We literally are obsessed with you. But she walked in wearing this like, roofy, giant pink dress, and I'm like, she is 
who she is. Like, that's what she does on Insta. Like, that's what she posts on Instagram every single day. Yeah, and people are like, do you actually dress up like that? That's literally who she is. That's who she is. Like, she is the cutest. white cowboy boots and this pink frilly dress. And, like, so cute. The cutest ever. I've never met an other influencer that is successful that has been not who they portrayed themselves as. Completely. Because... You can only do that for so long. Yep. Like, you honestly can only be fake for so long. Yep. And I feel like when you're at the range of, like, 100-ish, which is, like, most of what those girls were, yeah. like, you kind of can't be fake. Like, no. People aren't going to follow you because they're going to... They're going to tell. They're going to tell. You can only fake it till yeah. you make it for so long. Like, Completely. you just have to be who you are. Yep. I agree. Okay, you're up. Okay. How many followers did you have when you got your first brand deal? And I like that one. We kind of answered that, but I think both of us got it around 10K. I worked with ABC Mouse. I remember it. And I was like, I made $100 and it probably took me like four hours. Maybe that's dramatic, but no, it wasn't. You had to reshoot like six times. I had to reshoot once. And then it took me so long to make stories because I was still just uncomfortable and it was an ad. And so, yeah, that that $100 I worked my butt off for because (laughs) I just was like, this is my first ad. Like, I need to put everything into it. Like, I was just... I don't even remember. I look back and now I'm like, oh my gosh, I should have spent five minutes on that. You could have probably spent five minutes on that. I know. But I was like... You wanted to do a good job. I did. And And it was my first brand deal and I just felt like so excited, but also so nervous. And you're like, I don't want my followers to think that just because I'm at 10,000, I'm going to start taking a bunch of ads and then lose a bunch of followers because they think that's what I am. And it's just... You overthink it. It's hard. Yeah. Because I wanted it to be like, okay, wait, this is a product I would actually use and I want to share with you guys, but I don't want you to think... I don't know. It was hard, but that was... I like remember. Do you remember your first brand? deal it was that was I remember it, it was it birdie books what diddy is diddy books diddy books I'm like <laughs> what is that called it's called diddy books which is so random it was a singing book it was a singing book Payson literally I'm not being dramatic killed the batteries in that thing for how much she actually used that book like uh, we she still, loved that we book. still have it but we need to put new batteries in it because <laughs> she was obsessed with that freaking stupid book and I just like you I remember that exact thing I think I made $75 off of that yep like actually $75 and I remember shooting it with DJ like what am I gonna wear I'm wearing like a Mika Rose dress like it was like bright yellow oh my gosh it was so embarrassing but it was so exciting it was exciting to get your first brand deal. it was so exciting I didn't get another brand deal after that for like months me me too like it lit- took me a while I was like wait I'm at 10,000 <laughs> what's happening like I remember thinking that I'm like why am I like what where is the rest of this? Yes. Like, I'm at 10,000. Where's my deals? Where's What's happening? Where's my success? So, wait, let me ask this question because it's like people are going to start wondering, where do brand deals come from? Oh, good question. Um, Mostly email. Actually, 99.9% email. Yes. I only did it through DMs. For the first couple months, I like said DM me to collab on, on my Instagram, but I feel like that was very common at It that was time. much more popular to, to say that. DM. Yep. Um, so I would say DM me to collab and I would get DMs from literally ranging from like people with like one follower trying to just build up their small shop to like obviously bigger more companies. established companies. Yeah, that yeah. would actually pay. So then once I hit probably around like twenty to thirty thousand, I was like, Okay, my DMs are just insane. Like yep. I can't do that anymore. And like I said, I was saying DM to collab and normally when they DM to collab it's not a paid collaboration. Mm-hmm. And so I like made my like collaborations email and put it on my Instagram and just say like email to collab, here's my email, whatever. And um I would say ninety nine percent of them come from emails. So they'll email you and they'll just say, This is what we want from you, we want a static post three story sets and like a couple of like legal rights type of things to your photos. Yeah. And you go back to them and you say, let's say you're charging a hundred dollars. You go back and you say, 
I want $100 for that. And then they can come back and say, we'll pay you 50. That's our budget. And then you can decide if you want to maybe go back to them and say, well, I can just do stories for that. And they can come back and say, well, then no, we're going to take a pass. Or you just say, I'll accept the $50 and let's move forward. They send you a contract. You sign the contract, you create the content, and then you have to send it back to the brand and they have to give like a whole approval process, make sure that you said all the talking points that they want you to say, all of those things. And then they give you a date where you go live to post. Yep. Was that a lot of details? Was that enough? Yeah, no, that was, that was good. Let's talk management. Yes. That is a huge question I get. And people don't even know that managers exist for influencers. So what does a manager do? A manager will never, ever, ever be in my DMs. If you are talking to someone in my DMs, I feel like that's a very big misconception that your manager manages your DMs. My manager cannot, will not ever get into my account. No. But don't you feel like that's a really big misconception? Yeah. People ask influencers that all the time. Like, are you the one replying to me? It's like, yes, I am the one on my phone. I'm replying to the DMs. I'm creating connection with you. Yes. That's that, my job. It's literally my job to fill, like form this connection. Like, I'm not about to just give somebody my Instagram to do that. So huge question I get is, is it always you? Yes. I got a manager around probably around 40 to 50,000 followers. Um, I had one management and I ended up sticking with them for like two or three months. And then I found another management, which is the management that I am with right now, who I absolutely adore. I love my management very, very much. Um, they're awesome. So basically what my manager does is all of the back end that we just talked about. So when a brand comes to me with an email that says, we want to work with you, this is what we want, this is what we need, whatever, I straight just forward it to my manager and he communicates with the brand directly. So he deals with the brands, not with my followers, not with my Instagram, has nothing to do with it. It's all the back end stuff that you guys don't see. So he'll go back to them with my rates and why I deserve to be paid that much, which has been huge personally for me because I'm not a fighter. I don't like value what you're doing as much as someone else can fight that for you. Absolutely. And I do remember one of my first um, promotions with him was at a very, very lower budget, but I was very excited about the brand. And so I accepted it and we kept the, the partnership for like three months. And at the end of three months, my management was like, you can accept this if you want to, but I want no part of it because your time is worth so much more than they're paying you. And like that just like stuck with me because I feel like for a really long time, I'm like, well, they have a big brand name. They're all of this and more. And like, I should just want to work with them because of that. But I also need to realize I bring things to the table. And that has why, like, that's been why management has been really good for me because he'll go to them and say, she has this, this is her engagement. This is her, this is her rate. This is her reach. Exactly. Everything. And, and he just values me. He also values what you do just as much as you do. Absolutely. And so he's been amazing. And having a manager has truly been like so important for me, especially with kids, because it makes all of my backend stuff where I wouldn't be with my kids so much easier. So that way I don't have to manage all of those like back stuff that comes up, like even like creating an invoice. So every time a brand pays you, you have to create like an official invoice so that they can have it for their records. It's basically like a receipt and you have to create that if you don't have a manager. Which And that's, that's an important thing. Just really quick. Yeah, Instagram, the app does not pay you. Oh no, these, no, no. These brands pay you. People want to know that. Like I've, I've seen that question a lot. Me too. So yeah, Instagram, the app does not pay. It's these brands that pay you. And also once you send them that invoice, it can take 30, 60, 90. I'm waiting on a 90 day payment right now. Days to get paid. Yep. So 
Sorry, keep going. <laughs> no, that is about it. He handles all that too. So yep. when I didn't want to go to a brand and say like, it's been longer than 30 days, he would go and talk to them and be like, hey, it's been longer than 30 days. Where's her payment? Like we charge a late fee, all these different things. And so I don't have to be the one dealing with any of that. I'm just doing my job, which is content creation and interacting with you guys and doing the things that I actually genuinely love to do and not doing the the like small work that takes so much time and energy. Yeah. But you also do have to do that by yourself for such a long time. Yeah. Like I didn't have management till I was around 40 to 50,000 and same with you. Yep. Like it, it's not, and I, I've had a lot of people that have been like, can I have your manager's info? And like, they don't, they don't really necessarily, they're not the ones, especially when you're like still growing like that. They're not the ones necessarily bringing you brand deals. Like it's not like, Oh, I'm going to sign with management so that they can get me a bunch of collabs. Like that's not really the, like the point at that yeah at that time to get management like I just signed with a manager and so like have been so so impressed so far but I'm bringing the brand deals like yeah I was bringing them I'm bringing them like that's how they that's how it works and I do bring some yes I will say like my management has brought me some brand deals which is amazing completely that's not the point and that's a really really big misconception with management yes I have that misconception definitely and yeah I was gonna say that they can bring you some and like both of our managers do and yes. will bring us brand deals. They have contacts and stuff like that. And they can pitch us to that brand and say, hey, I have this influencer. This is her following. This is what she can do for you. And they can decide whether they want to work with you or not. And if they do, then your management brings it back to you and whatever. But yeah, the point of them is not not to bring you brand deals. Yeah. The point and is so for them to help you with all the behind the scenes. You And you don't, you don't want to manage. We need to talk about this too. You don't want a manager because you want to bring home every cent that you're making. You have to pay your manager, industry standards, probably anywhere from 15 to 20%. Yep. So everything that you're getting, you're paying your manager off of. So if you can handle everything by yourself, do it as long as you can. Completely. Because you, you you're want not paying to be able somebody. to pocket every single thing that you're making. So that's also awesome. So as long as you can stick without a manager, try to stick without a manager because you should just be able to handle everything. And once you're overwhelmed and you're working really, really hard and you feel like you can't handle it anymore, then... Get a manager. Yeah. There's tons of management agencies out there. Yeah, exactly. Is it my turn or your turn? Um, you find one. Okay. Do you get paid by a number of followers or just ads? They're asking if you're getting paid because you have 180,000 followers. No. No. You're not getting paid based off of your following. Your rates increase as your following increases. Yeah. But you're not... So, like, that definitely is is a big part of it, but you're not getting paid from Instagram for having more followers. But also, somebody with an engagement, a higher, like, engagement and higher reach can be valued just as much as somebody with more followers. That's true, yeah. But I definitely feel like less these days, actually. I feel like engagement rate is not as important as it was with photos. Because it's harder to calculate with reels. Yeah. Because you could have a huge viral reel and then never have another reel do good again. And so... So, it's like not as important as it used to be with yeah, photos. I agree with that. But yeah, I think that's another like misconception. It's not like, oh, I have like 180,000 followers. So like I make money. Like, yeah. It's, it has to be the brands that reach out to you, which is definitely like oh, somebody did ask me on here if my income fluctuated and like tremendously fluctuates. For like, sure. So much because every single month is so different. Like, but I feel like as you grow, you you kind of know you get at more least consistent. a base of yes. like what you're gonna make that month, and then anything extra is just great. I remember when I quit my job, I was make I was like I want to be able to supplement my income, so I need to be making exactly what I'm making at my job, if not more. And in September was when I quit, and I was making like five times the amount I was making when I was working, and 
Jamie kept saying like, just quit, just quit, just quit. Like you're making way more, you're making way more. But I wanted to see it be consistent because there's so, it took so long to be get, consistent. Yes. And yes. now you understand and you've told me that you're like, I get it. I now. get it now. At, the, at that time, I'm like, why would you not quit when you're just making the exact same amount? But it is hard because you, you have little control over what you're making because you don't know what brands are going to reach out to you that month. Like, I think a huge thing with influencers that people don't know is like, obviously holidays are huge because yeah. first of all, at the end of the year, brands have a lot more money than they want to put into marketing because of Christmas and they want, they really want to like market their Christmas product and they know people are shopping around that time compared to like maybe a middle of the year where they're trying to just kind of like hold on to their budget. They might not have a product that they're releasing at that point, whatever it could be. January is always slower for me because people spend all their budget in the holidays. Exactly. And then they're kind of trying to figure out at the beginning of the year. Game plan, what they're doing. Exactly. So it definitely fluctuates. But I feel like as you grow, you kind of start to realize like, I'm least going to make this much a month. And then any extra brand deals you get is just like, yay, awesome. For sure. But like taking that leap to like switch to full-time influencing was definitely a hard leap for me personally because, because I was so uncertain of like what every single month was going to bring that like, it was really scary. Completely. And like one month you can make so much more than another month. But now that you're in the industry, you're like, okay, I can get it. And like, I can make this much money a month and then make not this much money the next month because I did make more this month and we've saved from that month. Like it's just... And I feel like for me, like I was a server and so I never even knew what I was going to make serving one night to the next. Like it's kind of similar almost like you kind of just have good months months that aren't as great and there's months that are awesome. Exactly. Yeah. And you just kind of learn when you are in the industry. Is it my turn? Yeah. I think this is a really good question and we, I want to talk about this personally and I bet you have a few words. Who started gaining followers first? Do you think that success led to the others following? Oh, that's a good one. I want to hear your thoughts on it. Okay, well, my thoughts, I mean, obviously, Kenzie started before me, a year before I did. Um, And like we talked about before, like the Instagram game was very different then too. But I think that for me, like the way I look at it is Kenzie obviously definitely like made me want to do it because I saw what she was doing. I saw like how fun it was. And I also like loved that we could both do it together and be like home with our kids together and hang out if I did it too, because I wouldn't be working a nine to five job that I didn't like or whatever it was. Yeah. And so I feel like you always talked about me and showed me on your page and showed Navy because the I'm girls with you. hang out every single day of their life. And so I feel like that definitely helped me for sure and helped your audience. Like once I feel like once I actually decided to do Instagram is like when it would help more because people didn't want to follow me and like I'm barely posting or like whatever I'm not really sharing my life like what's the point in them following me are you ready for my opinion well I'm not done oh okay go ahead so (laughs) no so sorry I feel like as like I I actually started it and you posted me more then people would definitely like come follow me from you but I do feel like just because you post me doesn't mean your followers are gonna like me and want to follow me like maybe they have zero interest in me which that's okay what's your thought no, that's exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> I have two other sisters. Yeah. I have two other sisters that I post pretty frequently about. People don't go follow them because they, they don't post every day. And yeah. they're not influencers and they're not trying. And they're awesome and super funny and hilarious. And I love my other sisters. Just I mean, as I'm, as I'm I love honestly Amy, way but, cooler. <laughs> but, like, you have to be doing something yourself 
to have people stick around. To create an audience. And, like, I'm not that big where I would post about you and you'd gain 40,000 followers. No, completely. It doesn't work like that. I wish it did. I wish, oh, hi, I wish it did. (laughs) But, like, no, I I have very strong feelings about this because I've gotten asked this question before and I almost find it a little bit, I know it's not trying to be offensive, but it's almost diminishing the work that Jamie's done because she does, I mean, just as much work as I do. You you film reels every single day. You do the same stories that I do every single day. Like you work very, very hard. And so I will never, ever take that credit away from her because genuinely she works very, very hard. And she just started a little bit later than me, but like I imagine in a year, like the places that you'll go because you're talented and you're so good at what you do and people love you and love your content. So for a little bit, yes. Yeah, for sure. And like as you go to and post me, people are like, oh, we love when Kenzie gets a question. Who's Navy or who's Jamie? We're always like, you're new here. <laughs> Literally every single time I send a screenshot to Jamie, I'm like, oh, they don't. They're new. They're but, new. But welcome. This is my sister, Jamie, because <laughs> you'll see a lot more of her. Yes. So, so in one sense, I'm like, yes, absolutely. Definitely. The ball got rolling. And also you asked me a lot of questions. Which, oh, yeah. Which is it's huge helpful. for me. Like I had my own personal Instagram guide. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Yeah, literally. <laughs> At Kenzie Shane. Yes. Um, or even like little things like like to know it. Like I walked you through that. Yeah. That was so hard for me to freaking learn. I I remember. Like, it was I remember not you fun. learning it, and then I'm like, oh okay, like yeah, here you go. Here the step by step that you don't have to freaking blog post on YouTube because it was hard. Oh yeah. So in some some ways, yes, but also I love doing this with Jamie. Like people, I've had people ask me that too. Like, do you ever get like mad that like you and your sister both do it or like that she's like trying to like do the same things as you and I'm like no I 100% encourage it because it's so much fun to do together and it's it's just it's so much fun like we get to post reels together like I love when we do reels with our kids and then like tonight we went and shot photos which is like so helpful that we can help each other with those things like it is just genuinely so much fun and it's not ever a competition between us ever yeah and it's fun to like I don't know it's fun to be able to hang out with someone and well, and be with you every day when you like understand it. It's like, I know that it's annoying to some people like, I'm sorry, I have to have my phone out a lot or like I have to do be doing videos yes. or like whatever it is. And I don't know, I feel like that's never how it is with us. Or and if like, you want to like complain about like an ad that we have to film or refilm or reshoot because they asked us to like, exactly. Or like, oh, dang it. This brand reached out to me. Like I haven't heard back from them, but I'm really excited. Like yeah. whatever it is, I feel like it's just really fun to be able to like just talk back and forth about that. For so sure. I, I can't imagine not doing it with you. No, I agree. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. One of the questions I got that I seriously loved this question, this was probably my favorite question, is how to support your family and friends who are on social media? I think I cried when you told me that question. I just... You're a good friend. Yeah. Love you. It's actually a family member. 
So oh, that's, that, that's, that. that's really but nice. I just thought that, like, I don't know. I thought that that was the coolest question ever because it's not buying from an ad that we post. That's not the point of support. Like, yeah, great. If you love the brand because we're going to post brands we love and you love it and you're looking for that product, buy it. Like, we're, we're giving you a discount code, whatever it is. Like, buy it. But that's not where the support comes from. What would you say, like, is your number one support? I mean, ours is probably the same, but... I mean, like and comment, yep. 100%. That's a free, easy thing for followers to do. And if you're already scrolling Instagram, especially when you see an ad, like, oh, what, what's the point to not like and comment on it? Like, even just heart eyes, even like, love this girl, like, whatever it is, like, you don't understand how much that means to an influencer. No. Yes, ads can be annoying to see, but also... Like, especially now, once I've been doing them, I always like and comment on people's ads because I know the work that was put into it. I know how long it took. And I know that it's hard to want to like to post ads a lot, but also that's how you're feeding your family. So that's the biggest, like easy. Yeah. Very easy is to like and comment. And I think even like, I'm thinking of like a small shop, for instance, like the amount of help it can be to just share it on your stories. Yeah. Like there's been a lot of times where like, people have just like randomly shared my reel on their stories and like I I love that. I, I love, love when I see a message and they're like, "Yeah, they just shared my reel." I'm like, "That was so that nice." That was so nice and it costs you nothing. Like yeah. it literally costs you and nothing. And if you like my content, please do that. Like, if you don't want to see ads, don't follow influencers. I agree. And if you're going to complain about it, don't follow influencers yep. because I'm going to post ads. It feeds my family. It pays for my husband's schooling. Yep. Like Pays our mortgage, pays our rent, whatever it is. Like, it's it's huge. It's, it is, like, so huge. And your like and comment could be the difference between that brand wanting to work with me again. Exactly. And, like, getting reoccurring brand deals is a huge deal. Like, that's what you really look forward to and what you really want is to have somebody that loves you that wants to work together again. Yeah, they want to keep working with you because you've done a good job for them. And that doesn't mean 100 people bought the product from you. That's not what that means. That just means that... They really felt like you had a good reach for the audience that they're trying to market to. Yeah. And I think too, like just replying even like back to stories, I feel like that too is huge because that increases views. It just, I don't know. And it also like creates a relationship with an influencer. And if an influencer hasn't replied to you and you've replied to their stories, keep replying because you'll pop back up. You'll pop up at the top. Like, I mean, how many DMs? do I get a day? Like, what's my request every single day? Literally hundreds. Like, hundreds. Yeah. There's, there's no way. If if I want to be on my phone all day and not with my kids, then I would reply Ever? every single DM. Yeah. And you do spend I a spend couple so hours in your DMs time. a day at least yeah. replying. Like, I mean, even that's how I feel, especially lately too. I've been like, oh my gosh, I can't. Especially with the podcast. Yeah. I can't, I can't keep up. And like, I try because it stresses me out to have like a lot of unread messages. Oh, I just deal with it. My OCD <laughs> is too high. I mean, I do, but... I try to reply to as many as I can, and I'm sure you feel like that too. Yeah. But keep replying because even if we haven't messaged back or liked it or whatever, like you'll pop up at the top and, and we'll see it. It'll come One through. of these times, I promise. At the beginning of the year, I did a poll and like a question box because I like kind of wanted to start fresh and on the new year, whatever. And I, I said, what's something you want to see less of on my page? And I got like so many replies that said ads. And I was like, I first of all, don't feel like I do that many ads. Second of all, that's my job. And like, third of all, I work so hard on ads to make them not look like ads and to make them look pretty and beautiful and have people have good reactions to them. Like 
that's almost like such a put down to all of the hard work. I promise you, I spend probably triple the amount of time on an ad than I do just a regular post. Oh yeah, completely. So when I post an ad and it completely flops because people just don't want to see the hashtag ad, that like makes my confidence level go down a thousand. Completely. And it's like, like, I mean, we were just talking about that support. Like, I don't know. That's the biggest thing that you can do. Is, it's the only thing you can do. Yeah, exactly. Really, is to like yep. and comment. Like, if you're going to like and comment on any of my photos, they should be ads. Please. <laughs> because if you're following me and you support me, like, I need that support. Yep. And that's what I need it on. Yeah. So, great question. Yeah. That was my little rant about ads. Yes. But I feel like that kind of goes into this question, which... I know it's like a little heated, but everybody always wants to know, how much money do influencers make? Oh man, that is the world's worst question. And first of all, in short answer, it differs between influencers. It differs between how many brand deals you take on. I know influencers influencers that have over 100,000 followers that don't take a single brand deal. They make $0. Just because they have following does not mean they're making money. They just don't like brands and they just love to create content and that's all they do. Great. Good for them. Or they use it to support their other businesses and post about their other businesses, like whatever it is. But I, that question is just like so interesting because like I said, it differs between Instagram influencers and it differs between the brand deals that you get each month. And so I also, there's a second part to that, which I think (laughs) is the most important part to remember. And Kenzie, why don't you answer that? I just feel like it's such an inappropriate question. Me too. It is such an inappropriate question. I have people that will say, well, I deserve to know how much you make because I support you, which is so flawed. Like I can give so many examples to people that you don't know whose income, you don't know their income and you support them. Um, Doctors, you go to your doctor, you have no idea how much money your doctor Would you go into your doctor's office and sit down and say, before you treat me, I need to know how much money you make. Here's the thing. Would you walk into any single place in the history of ever and say how much money do you make no that's a rude question to ask you don't ask anybody that and i think that people think because they don't know how much money we make we're lying and we're shading and we're trying not to be honest and transparent which is not the truth i can't even tell my own mother how much money i make because it's so different every single month and it's so different based off of what each and every collab is and each month is just so different and each week is so different like yeah, it, it's not being shady. It's not hiding things because genuinely, every single year is different. Every month is different, and also it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Why does it? It's are you gonna unfollow me if I make a certain amount of money? Are you gonna follow me? Are you following me because I make five dollars? Are you following me because I make a hundred thousand dollars? It doesn't matter. Why, why are you following me? It's not because of how much money you're following an influencer because you genuinely love the content that that they create and you want to support them. That's the bottom line. That is the bottom line. And it's just, it's very inappropriate. Yeah. And like, I don't think you'll ever find an influencer who will answer your question on that because... But you wouldn't find a doctor, a teacher, a physical therapist, a a small business that would ever tell you how much money they make. No, because that's just not a super appropriate question to ask someone. It's just not. And and it doesn't matter. That's the thing is it just doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if I'm making no dollars or a hundred thousand dollars. It doesn't matter. A million dollars. A million dollars. I mean, there's influencers that do make that much. There are tons of influencers that make that much. Yeah. And there's influencers that make none. And there's influencers that make none. So it just, it, yeah, like you said, it just varies and it, and it doesn't matter. Are you here to support me because you love me and my family? And the, th- the things that I'm putting out because I'm putting out content every day for you. Yeah. And I love to do it. And so, yeah, that's just, I felt like that was our little rant on that. Ooh, this kind of goes hand in hand, Jamie. Okay. Why do people hate follow? Oh, that's a good one. I would consider hate following 
like not liking their photos when they pop up. Like yeah. genuinely on purpose, consciously, consciously, consciously. Yes, consciously. Consciously. <laughs> not liking their photo because you don't want to support them. I would say sending it to like your friends or to like make fun to of to make fun of or talk crap about or you DM them constantly. I have this one follower that DMs me constantly, literally putting down my parenting every single time I post anything about my parenting style. They come at me and they put me down and I literally DM'd her and I was like, "Why do you hate follow me? Unfollow me. Unfreaking follow me." Like why Not that hard? You are literally following me because you disagree with everything that I say. What's what's your point? You must be exhausted. Yeah. Also, so negative. So negative. Like, wh- why? I think people hate follow because they're bored. A, because B, they want to see what that person's doing. Yeah. I mean, honestly, they're, they hate so much that they're so interested. One hundred percent. They can't get the interest away, which I think is so funny. And. There's accounts that I follow that I'm like, I genuinely don't agree with like some of the stuff they post, but I like the other stuff, so I'm going to follow them. Me too. And if they post something controversial or something I don't agree with, I just scroll along. Me too. And I Because you make the decision to call somebody out and be rude to them or literally lift your finger and keep Go scrolling. to the next person. But if you like some of the other stuff they post, I mean... You like, can keep following them. Yeah. But hate following is where you follow somebody, you hate their content, you don't like them, you disagree with everything that they say, you <laughs> send your every single post to your friends and make fun of them. Like, just unfollow them. Yeah. They're causing you so much more harm, and I promise you... So much you, negativity. That person's probably not thinking about you. No, not So that. why are you giving them so much hate and you're so angry at them? I mean, I definitely have people that hate follow me, but move along. Completely. Move I think a long. Another question I have that kind of goes along with that a little bit that I like, and I want you to answer it first, but mm. what's one topic you won't discuss on Instagram? I, I think there's a couple. There's this act- one and then all this one. There's actually a few that I personally don't want to talk about. Yeah. I think that they are great topics for people to talk about. I think that if you are knowledgeable and you have actual like statistics and facts and you're passionate about it, then you should talk about it on your page. But I personally will never talk politics. I agree. I'm also, if you meet me in person, I don't, I don't talk, I don't talk politics. Nope. I, I have no interest in it. You have your beliefs. I have mine. Great. Same with religion. Yeah. Oh, I, yeah. Same. Like I can share what church I'm a part of, but I've shared that literally. I'm not joking one single time. And I got so many DMs. I got DMs with mad faces. Just like, replying to my story that I said what church I'm a part of, which that, that, I'm not even sharing anything about my beliefs. I'm just sharing what, what church, church I, go a, to. I go to. Like, And so that's just something that, and I don't care enough. Like, I have my beliefs. You have yours. Great. Yeah. I can coexist with you and I can love you and get along with you. You can be my best friend. And I follow so many pages that are the opposite belief than me. And I, me it, too. it doesn't matter to me what they believe in. It matters to me that I like their content. I like them as a person and I find them enjoyable. I agree. And it has nothing to do with our political or religious beliefs. But I did feel a huge pull in like the last year to like of course. talk about your politics and you're a bad influencer if you don't talk about your politics because you're not standing up and you're not talking about it on your platform. But then I got so many people that would DM me and say like, thank you for not speaking about politics. Thank you because you're... I promise you're hearing about it every single yep. place else on the news, on billboards, on... Like anything, your you friends, your family, yeah. everybody's talking about politics right now. And you and don't want to hear it from me who's more uneducated. Like, yeah. I do my own research and I, I try you to make know the what... best decisions for me and my family, but also like 
I'm not a politics page. If you want to talk politics, you can find a page that po- talks politics. Exactly. Don't come onto my page and beg me to talk politics. I'm not going to. No. It's just not going to happen. Yeah, completely. Along with that, this is a good one. How do you handle the hate comments? I want to grow my account, but I'm so sensitive. That's, That's a good question for me because I'm very sensitive. Um, <laughs> it is hard. Like, honestly... When you have you've grown thick skin oh, though, which I'm impressed by. Genuinely, I'm a different person yes. than I was like a year and a half ago. Yeah. So when I was pregnant, I was three weeks pregnant. I didn't even know I was pregnant yet. One of my videos went viral. Viral. I'm doing air quotes on Instagram, and I got like a couple million views. There was such mean comments on it. It was a video. Payson sitting in a chair, and I lightly tossed a shoe near her foot. Also, if you understand reels, you understand transitions. Like, it probably didn't even touch her foot. Yes. Like, I barely threw the shoe near her foot. Not I didn't yak it at her head. And I got <laughs> so much hate. This is, like, probably the first time I've encountered hate because TikTok is mean and reels are mean. I have never gotten hate on a picture, ever. Me neither, but reels, oh, yeah. Oh, man, oh, man. All the time. So much. And if so, it goes viral, I promise you, most half of the reason it's... Uh, probably 75% yeah. of the reason is because it's hate. And so I literally called DJ just bawling, extra sensitive, newly pregnant. And I look back now and I'm like, oh, that is probably why That's I cried why. so much. I was so, I was so distraught. I would go scroll those comments and I would say, I'm a bad mom because I near, like gently tossed a shoe near my child's foot. Like I felt and truly believed as though I was a bad mom because of those comments. But like Jamie said, the longer that you're in in this industry, the more the more you get used to it, which is almost sad. But the thicker your skin gets, like in all honesty, Jamie, I don't feel like you have ever taken hate comments that hard because you just have thick skin as is. Yeah, I just literally ignore it. I'm good at that. I feel like I'm just bye delete. If I even see a DM that starts rude, delete immediately. I don't even read it. I usually read mine and then I probably reply. Or I read it and in my head I'm like, I want to reply something so rude, but I just delete it. I just don't. Like, I had that one video that went viral and it was literally 99.9% hate about how mean of a mom I was, how, how horrible of a I name was. Navy is. Was, yeah, how I'm so dumb for naming my kid that. Like, whatever. And I just, like, look at them now and I just laugh. I'm like, wow. Like, like you're exhausted. You're taking so much time to go comment hate, and I'm genuinely laughing at you. And I guarantee, if you're commenting hate, like, it's it's a viral video, and it's going to get more views. So you're Thank actually, you. You're actually <laughs> helping me. Like, you're tagging your friends and saying, look how horrible this mom is. Okay. Okay, well, guess what? Now you just got me thousands of more views. So... Kind of funny. It, it is funny because it's reverse on them. Yeah, like, like reverse psychology, actually. Actually. And not that well, we post videos to get hate, but that hate happens a, a lot. There was We posted the video of us dancing in Target with the babies on us, and like, like there was hate for like the fact that they weren't wearing socks. Like, we live in Arizona. It's 75 degrees outside. Because Kenzie decided to put Pierce in a beanie and like sweats that day, and I put Rossi in a sweatshirt romper, and I didn't have socks on her. Like... Also, we're inside a store. Also, yeah, we're in Arizona and it was 70 degrees that day. So guess what? We could dress kind of cool or we could dress like it was hot. If you live in Arizona, you can wear whatever you want. Yeah, you get it. So but I thought that was so funny. People, so were, people so were so mad. were so offended at the fact that we didn't put socks on our freaking kids. Yeah, like it doesn't matter. Like, but it was so funny. I would never, ever go on somebody's page and be like, your kid should be wearing socks. Like immediately go put socks on your kid. Immediately or else no. you're a, Immediately no. <laughs> immediately no. Okay. So we kind of wanted to segue into a different part of this, but we did want to answer a question that kind of involves this, 
one of the questions that I got was, do you ask for an extra fee when your kids are involved in ads? And at first we were like, wait, what? But that's actually such a good question. It is a good question. I don't ask for an extra fee, but I do put money away for Payson. Yeah. I mean, and Pierce, but Payson more so just she's been in it longer. Yes, for sure. Yeah. I think that that's really cool. So no, like you don't ask a brand for an extra fee, but you can set aside money for your kids definitely for... Which I think is important. I mean... I do too for college and like whatever. I think that that's so cool. Especially on like things that she's more part of, like... I've gotten like a brand deal with like Carter's and it's like, it was all Payson. Like yeah. it was her trying on the clothes, you know? So completely those, especially that I'm like, Oh, those are like, if I couldn't do without Payson, you know, it's like, that's yeah. important to like, make sure she's compensated. And then in the future, like, Hey, you did all this when you were younger and now you have like a big fat college fund. Exactly. So I think it's important. And as she gets older and older, like we could even say like, do you want to do this? And like, Here's like what I'll pay you like in completely like, some, like you're working. You yeah. know, I, I've heard of a lot of moms that have like 12, 13 year olds on Instagram and she's like, I ask them if they want to do this and they get a portion of the payment. Like for sure. Cause they they're helping. Yeah. And if they don't want to do it, they don't have to do it. Yeah. And that kind of like leads into the part of like, how will you handle social media with your kids? I know we both got that question a lot. Yeah. And I feel like that's such a good question. And I feel like once you're in social media, you realize because another question I feel like I got to, which I'm sure you get all the time Mm -hmm. is like, does it scare you to put like your life and your family out there? And like, are you scared you're going to like get a stalker and like all this stuff? And it's like, I could talk about that for hours, but in short, no, (laughs) but I feel like I definitely will let my kids. I think that's so hypocritical. If I say, I'm sorry, you can't have a social media, but let me put our whole family and our life out there. But sorry, you can't have one. That is so hypocritical to me. Me too. And I also feel like having a social media can teach your child a lot of different things. First of all, you're showing them that you trust them. Yeah. Also, you can have all the passwords too if you want to have that. My parents had every one of my passport passwords and I like, I knew they weren't going to actually go check my social media. Like we had that level of trust and somebody asked me that, like, is that a breach of trust? And like, for me, it wasn't a breach of trust because I know my parents would look at my social media if they had to. Yep. If it was... They're involved enough in yes. in your life that they, they could tell if something signs. was going on. Yeah, they could see signs and be like, okay, something's going on in her life. Like, I'm going to go check, check it out. And, and we said this in the last episode, but until we were 18 years old, we had to put our phones in our parents' room. Yep. We were seniors in high school, and we had to set it on the floor of their room. And guess what? Mom didn't sit there all night and go through the phones. I don't... I think there was maybe... A, like, I, I could probably tell you like three times mom probably went through our yeah, phones. Exactly. And it was probably a good reason. Yeah, honestly, it probably was. <laughs> she probably had every right to do so. Yep. So I feel like it's important too. You want your kids to f- feel like you trust them. I agree. I mean, I don't have teenagers yet. So like, obviously things can change things when we get can there. Things for sure change. But I, I also want Payson and Pierce to like have a life outside of the home. Like Completely. they should know that I trust them enough also, to have social media and to have texting and to be able to have a life with their friends. And I also feel like, like this is just totally my opinion and it's okay like that people disagree with me, but I do feel like you're sheltering and also not necessarily giving your kids like all the experience, at least for me when like if they don't have any access to Instagram or social media because I promise you the day they turn 18 and they're out of your house, they're going to get it. And it's the same with like a lot of rules. Like I just, I don't know. I feel like you need to be careful with that because your kid is going to get it at some point. Like it doesn't matter if it's you giving it to them or when they turn 18 and they're out of your house. Like, And I've heard of a lot of kids that are sheltered for a really long time and then they 
are not sheltered because they leave for college and then they just rebel because they've done a million things that they didn't get to do when they were Yeah, and I'm not saying give your kids free range on anything they want to do because they're going to get it anyway. But like, I'm just saying, I think that it goes along with having that level of trust and also like exposing your kids and learning, teaching them to be responsible with social media, I think is huge. Yes. Because just because you're on a social media, like, and also your kid's account can be private. Like and for sure, family, I, I would I would have my kids on private. I agree. I totally agree. That was like one of the questions that was next was yes. like public or private for your kids, and like I think definitely private for them. I think when I was eighteen, I switched mine to public. Yeah, like I think I kept mine on private for a really long time, and then I switched it to public for sure. Once I like was responsible, yeah, and like you said, you want you want your kids to learn how to use social media. Also, I'm sorry. A lot of jobs come from social media these days. Oh my gosh. You want your children to be able to... I'm sorry, there's 16-year-old TikTokers, and I'm not saying to do this, but there's 16-year-old TikTokers who are making a million dollars a year. Well, even just like little things here and there, like DJ didn't have a smartphone until he was 22. Like, he was literally 22 when he got a smartphone, and he is so technologically challenged. Yeah. Because... You're doing a disservice, that's what I'm saying. And not because they don't have an Instagram app, but... I think in so many ways, like they're learning and also like LinkedIn, that's huge. That's social media. That's a different form of social media. Like all of those, those apps and things like, and some kids are really interested in marketing, are really interested in graphic design, are really interested in those careers that like you do need to know the ins and outs of social media. And like you said, like for us, it's like hypocritical to tell them not to do it. Like what if my daughter's passion is photography? Yeah. What if my, like, what if like my son is really good at sports and now collegiate athletes can make money money on sponsorships. Yeah, and guess where those sponsorships are posted? In social media. Yeah. So like there are benefits of social media. Also, there are very very scary parts of social media that you should be monitoring as a parent. So I think it's finding a happy balance between like trust and respect for your child but also watch them. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Don't Keep give your them free yes. range, but yeah, I do think that it's important to help them learn those skills as well. Like there's, like you said, there's just so much more that can come from social media. That's not just having an Instagram account. Exactly. So I feel like that's huge. And yeah, I feel like that's kind of how we'll handle social media with our kids. I think that when Navy is like, I don't, I don't want to say an exact age because maybe things will change, but my, like in my head, the age that pops in is around like probably 15 or 16 is when I would let her get an Instagram account. Probably a phone around 12. Yeah, a phone. Yeah, I'm saying like yeah, Instagram. Like, I agree. Like social media apps because I feel like you're maturing more. You're kind of set in your friendships. Like, because there's also negatives like of social media. People can like be severely bullied on social media apps. And, and maybe not even severely bullied, but like for me emotionally, like even as an adult seeing girls hang out that like, that like having a blast and having so much fun and not being invited, like even as a 25-year-old, I'm like, oh, man, I wish I could have gone to that. But as a 15, 13-year-old, that would have been, like, so... Well, it was. I remember times where, yes. you, like, even both of us were like, wow, like, that group is hanging out and we weren't invited. Like, like that hurts. It's so rude. Yeah, even though to them, it's like, I don't they know. probably all just got together and it was nothing. Yeah, it wasn't like, let's not invite them. But it, fe- it feels like that, though, in the but moment. Also, like, we just talked about, too, like... Okay, so you don't allow your child to have a social media until they're 18 years old, until they're out on their own. Then they get a social media. Then they're seeing all of that at once, and they can actually see their friends hanging out without them, and they can actually see those things. You're trying to protect your child, and I totally understand that, and you're a very, very good parent for that. But then what happens when they're 18 and they're seeing that for the first time? 
it's going to be just as hard on them. Completely. It's going to be just as like, I hope that I can yes. help them and be there to help them navigate those feelings and the things that come with it. Like rather than when they're 18 and have no idea and they, they're just like, wait, what? Like, like I'm just sad. And like, oh my gosh, I wonder how many things they've done without me since I haven't had social media. Completely. Even like inappropriate things that pop up and are there. Like how do you navigate? How do you filter those things away from your phone? Like whatever it is, I just feel like, I would rather like help my kid learn and be with me learning. And that's also one huge benefit to being on social media and knowing those things is because I know how to work all the apps. I know how to like put on private filters. I know like all of those things that I don't know. I feel like it's going to be a a positive service to my kids because I am involved. Yes. And I know the world of technology and social media. I agree. So... Yeah, I feel like that's kind of both our standpoints on our kids and involving them. And also, I know this episode is getting long, but there is like a big thing out there right now to like not show your kids on social media and don't violate them on social media. So what are your thoughts on that? I have a lot I have a lot of thoughts on that because I feel like I was very targeted about this. You were. I had a very harsh experience with somebody that basically called me out to like her huge following and said that you don't necessarily care about your kid because... No, she said I don't give an F. She did yeah. not say you didn't necessarily care about your children. She said, this mom does not give an F. About her kid. About her kid. And it was a photo of Payson. Why was she calling you out? Like Because what? she started, which very rightfully so. Yes. She started this campaign to stop showing children on social media. She had a lot of great points. I have spoken with her since the, yeah. that situation had happened. She is super sweet. We talked about it. We have very different viewpoints and that's okay. Yeah. She doesn't follow me. I don't follow her. It stopped. There you go. And that was it. Yep. That even though we disagreed, that is definitely some, something that we can show is that you can disagree on something very heavily because she has very strong opinions about it and we can still coexist and I can still see her pop up and just scroll past her stuff. And I bet that she can do the same for me. So anyways, so this person had this huge campaign to stop Showing kids on social media, which I just feel like is such a personal parent's choice. And I don't feel like that should be something that we mom shame for. Because with or without a following, I would be sharing my kids. And I did do that when I didn't have a following. I had like 100 followers and I was sharing with Payson. Like, it didn't matter. It was because it was something I loved. And something I loved doing was showing my family on social media. Like, for my aunts, my uncles, my grandparents, my sisters that lived out of state. Like, it was for a lot of different people and not just for the clout of social media like it wasn't for that and and I just there's a lot of there's a lot of people out there that think if you put your family and your kids on social media like you're setting yourself up to get, get hate get and get a stalker yeah and get someone broken into your house and have them abduct your children and all of these different things and I just feel like there's a higher chance of my kid getting snatched at Target yeah like Taking my children anywhere is a risk. They could get taken anywhere. I agree. And putting myself on social media, I don't feel like... And I feel like, yeah, I don't know. I feel like a lot of people don't realize too. It's like, you take all the precautions you can. Like, I'll never... Like, I never even post pictures of the outside of my house. Like, no. I don't... And it's like, okay, to me, like, measly 40,000 followers. Like, somebody that has millions, like, they're even more careful about what they do. But, like, you can also take caution in what you do. Like... For sure. And where you post, where you're at even. Like, a lot of times I'll take stories and then I don't 
actually end up posting them so I'm gone from the place I'm on. Yep. I never share like when we're on vacation what hotel we're staying at until no. after the fact. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm very safe with that. I'm very safe with showing my children's privates. I never. Never show them in the bath. I never even show them like without a shirt on, without undies on, nope. nothing. Like, nope. even if I cover that spot up, no. I still don't do it. Yeah. I just don't. Yep. Because a lot of people say that there's ways that they can take that photo and take off the spot that you put on. So mm-hmm. I just personally, I never do it. I know I have a following. I just don't do it. And there are creepy people out there and I... And I get, I get that mom's precautions that she's taking because it makes her feel less anxious. And that is fine. That's okay. If that's not something you can handle personally, don't do it. And don't show your kids. If you want to be an influencer and you don't want to show your kids, be a fashion influencer. And that's, that is totally fine. But when you shame another mom, especially when you shame another mom, mom publicly, also your whole thing was about being violated. You violated me. You violated my daughter. You put my daughter on your page. And then you're telling she me She showed a picture of my kid and said, that mom doesn't give an F. Like, you're doing the exact you're same thing. You're literally doing worse than what I'm doing. Yeah. You're talking so much crap about me as a mom. And it just... I, and you can have different opinions. And that's fine. Like yeah. I said, we hashed it out. We talked about it. And it was fine. And we just have different opinions. And that's okay. I don't feel anxious about posting my children on social media. Yeah. It doesn't make me anxious. It doesn't make yeah. me nervous. And if, but if it makes you nervous, don't post your kids. But don't post them. That's but, okay. But as moms, we're doing the best that we can. Yep. And I'm not posting my daughter on social media for clout or for fame or for fortune. I post my kid on social media because I genuinely love and posting I'm my kid on social media and taking on pictures. pictures anyway. Like exactly. Whatever. I also love like, I don't know, I have so many memories and photos and everything like every other mom does. I love to share those with people and other moms connect with those. Exactly. That's how you get a following is because other moms are connecting with you. Yes. Like, it doesn't mean it's because posting your kids, but you're gaining a following, especially like in our niche, which is moms, because and, people are connecting. Yes. And I think for me too, like, if you listen to the Sleepover podcast, like, that can happen from a family member. Yeah. That can happen with somebody that you love and respect and that is in your home. So for me, it's a lot about control as well. I am in control of my social media accounts. I'm in control of what I share and what I share. I'm not going to let the idea of maybe something bad happening with those photos hold me back. There's a special place in hell for those people that use my kids or somebody else's kids' photos for something disgusting. That's not something I can control. And also, like you said, you take the precautions you can. And I do what I can. And for me, I feel good about my decision to share my kids on social media. And if you feel good about your decision to share your kids on social media, you don't let somebody else tell you different. Yeah. And if you don't, then don't Don't share. do it. And that's okay. And that is completely Nobody cares. okay. Yeah. We live in a time where every single thing that we do as moms is t- teared down. It's shamed. It's teared down. It's hated because there's just so many different, differing opinions and People nowadays just don't know how to live and coexist with people that have a different opinion with them of them. Exactly. And as moms, instead of shaming each other, we just need to build each other up and like be grateful and happy that we have each other as moms to support. Yep. There's no need to shame another mom for a decision that they made versus the decision that they make. Like there's just none. And don't let somebody tell you any different than that. I agree. If you disagree that something that me and Jamie say, that's okay. That's totally fine. I literally you don't need to send us a mean hate DM. I literally had somebody DM me after the sleepover episode and was like, oh, yeah, this is kind of rude. <laughs> she was like, I listened to your podcast episode and I'm so sorry you had to go through that. And like, you're amazing, but I'm still going to let my kids have sleepovers. And I was like, oh, oh you could have stopped it. Like the podcast was amazing. Like, 
they were, yeah, and they said, but I'm still going to let my kids have sleepovers because they're, like, such an important part of their, like, experience and yes. whatever. It's like, that's awesome. Good for you if that's what you decide. And we weren't making that episode to sway your opinion, but rather for Kinsey to have a safe place to share her story and share our opinion. Exactly. Of why we are choosing not to. Exactly. Not to tell you you don't have to, but it gives insight. Like, I love learning from other moms, too, and Me I don't too. agree with it all the time, but it's like, oh, cool, now I have more information. Exactly. Great. Move on. Move on. Yep. If I don't agree, I move on. Well, and like you said, like, I have gotten more particular about what I post with Payson. Yeah. Especially as she gets older. Like, I have taken a couple of, like, that mom's tips of, like, not violating my daughter and not making sure that she is okay with the pictures I post and making sure that she's happy and loves what we're doing. And I never want it to be something that is like, Payson, smile for this picture. Like, look cute. It's like, no, like, love it and smile and be happy. And this is a happy thing. And that's another thing I love about videos and reels. Me too. It's so much more real. It is. It's, it's a reel is real. (laughs) No, but it's so much, I don't know. Like, and maybe like, I'll say like, let's make a funny video. And she genuinely loves it. She loves answering questions. Like I'll do Q and A's with her and she thinks they're so fun. So I'm like that, I don't know, that makes it fun too as a mom because I know I'm doing something that she also like thinks is fun in that moment. Exactly. So, no, I completely agree. And yeah, anyway, we, we like can go on and on and on Oh about man, this. I can go on and on. <laughs> but I feel like we answered some really good questions. Yeah, absolutely. And hopefully we answered a lot of your guys' questions about um, being an influencer. And also I think like a big one was just like how to grow. And our most important tips was to find your niche, grow your audience, connect with them and also what's the most important tip oh man do reels just do them i you probably don't want to but once you start doing it it gets easier and jamie what would you call what would you say is the next biggest the next biggest is to love what you do you have to love it or else you will not succeed and i i almost feel that like of course with instagram like but i've been on there for two years or whatever and i feel that about the podcast like i feel like i really do and i whenever somebody dms me and they say like you and Jamie are just doing like what you were meant to do. I'm We've like gotten that and it literally brings tears to my eyes. Because I feel that. Because I, I'm having so much fun. Me too. And I really hope that you guys can see how much fun we're having because it's it's seriously a blast. And especially this episode. Like, oh man, we just talked and talked. This is like a less but I'm sorry guys, this is me and Kenzie every single day. Like we need to share a screenshot of our phone calls if we're not together because so bad. this is just what we do. And so creating this podcast has just been so, it's been real for us and like very genuine because this is what we do. We just talk. Yeah. It feels like that's what we're doing. And we'll talk your ear off. So, And I think that's why, I mean, hopefully you guys have stayed around and listened because you see that we actually love doing this and that this has been like so fun for us and that this is something we're very passionate about on the podcast and I think that's why people have wanted to listen because they can really hear in our voices that we love this. And I, I genuinely really do love doing this. So it's find, fun. yeah, find something. And it might not be Instagram. It might be TikTok. It might be, it might be doing a podcast. It might be YouTube. Pinterest. Pinterest. Literally oh my gosh, anything. Literally Blogging. Anything. Like whatever it is, but find something that you love to do. And you can say that with anything in life. You want to be a doctor. You love medicine. Do it. Go to med school. Yeah, exactly. You love hair. You love doing hair. Go to hair school. Yeah. You love cooking, whatever. I mean, you could start an Instagram page on anything as well. Absolutely. So anything that you love to do, like that's what I'm saying. You do you, girl. Yeah. I will support you. DM me. I will support you in anything that you do. Yes. I love it. (laughs) Girl gang. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for joining us on this episode. We will see you guys next week on the Codependent Podcast. Seeking the truth never gets old. 
Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device, or play on PC through Facebook games.